This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, it's our anniversary show, our first anniversary. Very exciting. So today we're going to talk about some of the try this at homes that have proved the most popular with listeners and also hear some before and after stories. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, and for the past year, my co-host, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I have to say, it's uh, a little bit funny that today on our anniversary episode, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> um, the we we it's always usually gone very smoothly, but today the app we use to uh, connect uh, the two of us is having issues. So hopefully, no one will even notice. Yeah. But uh, if it sounds different, that's why. But we will soldier on. <laughs> Technology is great when it works, and then not when it doesn't. Exactly. But it's our anniversary. It's so exciting. Now, arguably, episode 52 uh, could have been our anniversary show, but we decided to opt for the calendar year anniversary. Now, listen, have you, did you go back to listen to our first episode? You know what? I did because I wanted to see. I thought maybe it would be like super bad, <laughs> like just horrible. <laughs> um, and I have to say it wasn't bad at all. I thought it was pretty darn good. I was I was happy. I, I didn't think it was too humiliating. No, I thought it was great. I went back and listened. It's at happiercast.com slash one. If anybody else wants to go back and listen. I thought it sounded really good. I was excited. And I remember like I remember it made me cast my mind back to like remember when we picked the music? Like listening to Oh yeah, yeah, listening to all those different clips. Absolutely. And they all had such funny names. Yeah. And then um and then I remember when they sent us the the, you know, sort of initial episode to say, Okay, here's you know, how it sounds. What do you think? I remember neither of us wanted to listen to <laughs> no, it. I was dreading it. I remember having to you listened to it first, I think, and you were like, Okay, it's okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, w I remember I listened to it on a hike. I was hiking in Fryman Canyon, as I've spoken of here. And I said, okay, let me listen to this while I hike. And I was um, pleasantly surprised that, that I thought we, you know, we're came off okay yeah, and i remember coming to the, into the studio for the first time and walking i remember meeting henry for the first time he was walking down the hallway holding his laptop Aww. and uh yes and uh and i was like i didn't even know i was like i don't know what these roles are i don't know what these words mean but you seem to be important to me i'm gonna follow you like a little duckling down the hallway <laughs> but do you remember when i called you what i said to you um i have good news and bad news oh yeah i remember exactly i was in my office uh, and uh you left me a message and then i or you texted me and i said to sarah i'm like i have to call my sister back and see what she wants like something's going on yeah yeah and the good news was we could do this podcast and the bad news was it was going to be a lot of extra work for you when you were already yeah. swamped yeah. <laughs> so let's listen to a clip from that very first show you know, you'd think that it, just like the average person would not have to make a big effort not to email uh, while talking on the phone to the love of her life. Uh, and yet this is something that I really have to make a special effort. Like, do not email while I'm talking on the phone to Jamie. And, the, you know, the other day I was just, uh, you know, it was all, the, I'm sure, you know, you know, when there's that pause mm -hmm. before somebody answers because you know that they're like trying to like slightly rewinding it in their brain. And, I'm, you know, and then he started answering his email. I could hear him clattering away. <laughs> so there we were both totally ignoring each other, clattering away on our keyboards. And it wasn't like a companionable nice, like, let's sit here together and answer our emails together. It's just like, you were both sneaking I just have, yeah, we were. Yeah, it was just so rude. I was like, okay, but well, okay. So okay. we'll do better next time. And I have we'll, to ask we'll, you though, I can't help myself. Are you email? Are you emailing uh, people when I'm talking to you on the phone? No, with you never. never. And never, I would never, never do it to you either. <laughs> ever. Never. Never. When I ask I you bow. to repeat what you just said, it's it's because I really want to think <laughs> it over, not because I wasn't listening. Yeah. yeah. So, Gretch, I have to ask, are you still emailing when you talk to Jamie on the phone? I think I'm doing a better job of it now, I have to say. I, now I, my whole thing is that I try to stand up when I'm on the phone, and it's harder uh, to email when you're standing up. So, uh, um, That's great. All right. Well, good for you. <laughs> well, one of the things that's been the most interesting for us, I think, Elizabeth, is, is to see which of the Try This at Homes have been have hit home the most that people seem to respond to the most and that we hear about the most and so let's let's go, go back and talk about some of our most um popular try this at homes yeah i think uh the one minute rule which again we did in our very first episode people still email us about yeah absolutely that's a great one that's the rule of anything you can do in one minute do it so like putting dishes in the dishwasher hanging up a coat putting away your shoes all that kind of stuff yeah answering an email that only takes one word printing out a document and putting it and filing it reading something and throwing it away um it just gets rid of the like the scum of tasks on the surface of life and as we've talked about a lot, Elizabeth, sometimes the little things prevent you from doing bigger things. And, and, and when you have all these little tasks to do, it makes you feel like you can't handle something big. And so getting rid of the little things makes it easier to do the big things. Yeah, so that's a popular one. The one that's probably, I can't almost hit home, I think, emotionally the most with people is our updates. Yes. Yes. And this was funny because... Um, it, it, it came out of something in our own life where it was a suggestion from our mother that we email each other more frequently with just updates. Because she was saying, when you don't talk to people often, you don't have as much to say. But when you're in frequent contact, then you have a lot to say. So now we have this this 
update where every few days you just sort of send an update about all the stuff that the boring little trivia that's going on in life. And it has been a huge, made a huge difference in our family, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. I feel like we're much more connected. We really know what's going on with people. Even just, oh, I had lunch with so-and-so or, you know, just the little things. And what's great about it is there's no expectation of response. Yes. So it's not like you get an update and then it's like, oh, I have to respond to everything in this email. It's just you can read it and you can respond to something if you want. Or you can just write your own update that doesn't even mention what anyone else is doing. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I think it's great. And we've heard from so many people who've implemented it in their family. And they say it's working great, too. Well, and it's what's been interesting, too, is that people use different ways of doing it depending on their family. So our family always uses email because that's sort of our preferable way. But we've heard of people who do group texts. Wasn't there that yes. family that did Instagram because they were all very visual? Or was it Pinterest? Yes. Anyway, they used... Uh, in Instagram. And then there was another uh, family who was doing like voice memos where they're sending each other voicemails. Yeah, they were using the, the app Roll Tape to do that. But also people seem focused on like trying to understand the rules of it. Maybe it's kind of the upholders out there. Yeah. Where it's like, how often do you do it? And like, and, and it's sort of like, well, whatever works for you. There's no right way or wrong way. It's just this idea that constant low level, uh, low stress communication is helpful however it would come most naturally to the people that you're wanting to stay in touch with. Yeah, and it's okay to be boring. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the only rule. It's okay to be boring. Yes, I just wrote an update. <laughs> As we often are. Yeah, I wrote an update about how she <laughs> Barnaby has a double ear infection. Yeah. Uh, not exactly. But I'm interested <laughs> in that. Because <laughs> you're such a nice sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, another one that seemed to really hit home is Power Hour. Yes. Which is a... A rhyming Try This at Home. Um, that was episode six. Update was episode two, by the way. I'll have all the links in the show notes, happiercast.com slash, you know, whatever number. Um, and Power Hour is the idea that um, once a week for an hour, I set aside to do all the little tasks that I've been procrastinating about for weeks, months, perhaps years. And the idea that you can just do anything for an hour and, and, and if you have an hour that's sort of set aside for those really annoying tasks, it's easier to get them done. Yeah, it's funny. This is one, Gretchen, I have to say that I thought was an awesome try this at home. And I was like sort of implemented and then I fell off. So I'm glad we're talking about this because I think I need to re, uh, you know, restart my power hour every week. So I'm, I'm glad we're having this refresher on but, it. But, you know, a couple of listeners emailed and said that they were doing it with their spouse. And I think that's actually better. Like, I, Jamie would never yes. do this. But if Jamie would do power hour with me, I bet, we, like, the duvet cover thing problem that I right. talked about, <laughs> we would have just said, okay, yes. let's do that for power hour. And it would have felt like, okay, well, that's just the task that we've designated. I would really, I, I, I wish that I could do that because I think that would be uh, like, or like we have like maybe 70, 75 light bulbs that we need to replace in our house. If we were like, uh -huh. let's do this together as power hour, it would be done in a more effective way, I think. Yeah, I don't know if Adam will do, I'll ask Adam if he wants to do power hour. He might. I could see him going for that. Yeah, well, and then I'll have him talk to Jamie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and then we, I mean, a lot of the photo related, try this at yes. home, uh, people enjoy, um, like take photos of everyday life. Um, I think that was episode 24. Um, and we've talked a lot about photos. People have given us great photo saving advice, how to save those photos, which you and I can have issues <laughs> with. Um, still haven't backed those up by the <laughs> way. Um, 
<laughs> even though people have sent me, I mean, I've probably gotten 35 <laughs> emails being like, okay, do this. Totally so sweet, like exactly written out. But what happens I've noticed is I, I just shut down when I see anything about like pressing buttons. <laughs> so I like see the email and I'm like, oh, I'm going to look like I'm going to read this very carefully later and do it. And I have like 30 of those. So thank you to everyone who sent me those. And I, I, I need to get on it. That may a power hour activity. That'd be a good power hour. Activity. Yeah, but, but what I appreciate is that the listeners are totally communicating at our level. Like, no, they, it'll be like, they're like, okay, look at your phone. <laughs> do you see this? It's, it's so sweet. Yes. Yes. But, you know, uh, try this at home that is, I think, is a great example of something that is so easy and so obvious and so minimal. And yet, for a lot of people, it turns out to be kind of this revolution in their daily habits, is this idea that you should have an alarm go off to signal your bedtime. Just like you have an alarm to tell you to wake up, you have an alarm to tell you to remind you to go to sleep or even like a snooze alarm where it goes off at, you know, 15 minutes before. So it's like, hey, it's it's almost your bedtime. And then and, and and I've been amazed at how many people have said that this has really helped them get enough sleep, which is really such an important habit. It's a habit that people want. And it's also a foundation habit, strategy of foundation. It's one of the habits that makes it easier to follow other habits. So it's kind of a high, a more high priority habit. And, and this is a pretty simple, you know, you don't have to take a lot of time, energy or money to just, you know, set your phone to go off at a certain time. Yeah, I, I love that one. And I was doing that for a long time. Then I felt like I didn't need it anymore. But I'm actually creeping back up on the bedtime. So I should, that's when I should reinstitute and get back to my 11 p.m. bedtime and why did you stop setting the alarm because I was I think I um I, I think I turned it off maybe for some reason I don't remember and then it was like well I'm going to bed anyway so I don't need it because mm-hmm. I was really consistently going to bed at 11 which is when I want to go to bed but now as you know weeks and months go by it, it's gone back up now to like at least midnight so I should uh I need to get back I need to set, reset my alarm now, one of the ones that I think was like kind of a transcendent uh, tried this at home that people really responded to, because I mean, one is like the, the little things like setting the alarm, but this was a bigger thing, which was our, our tried this at home around the new year, which was to pick a one word theme or, or one phrase mm. for the year. That was episode 26. Let's listen, Gretch, let's listen to what we said our one word themes were going to be. So listen, what are you going to pick? Okay, my, it's a one word this time, and it's novel. Ooh. Uh, Now, novel could mean, you know, new things, but in my case, I'm actually referring to a novel. (laughs) Um, As I've mentioned before, I have a young adult book that I want to write that I've actually started, but I just stalled out on it. And so my theme for this year is novel. And I want, by the end of the school year, I want to have a draft of my novel. Okay. Well, that's very specific. I know. And I know I decided I needed to get specific. And being an obliger, I am thinking I should use this podcast like as my accountability partner, or I should say the listeners of this podcast and you, so that I feel pressure to actually do it. So we're going to check in with you. And see if you're actually making progress, because an accountability partner only works if there's accountability. Now, but let me ask you, do you feel like the listeners knowing what you're doing is going to be enough accountability to make you feel that need to meet the external expectation that obligers need? Is that going to be enough? I think if we bring it up on the show, yeah. 
Okay, so we're going to hold you to that. And what about you? So my word is vision. Ah, that's a good word. Yeah, and because I really need to have a vision of, of sort of where I'm going with my work. Right now I'm writing a, a book about the four tendencies, sort of a shorter book that's just going to go really deep into the four tendencies. Like, you're an obliger, what does that mean? Like, uh, And that's super fun. I'm working on that right now. But I don't know what my next big project is going to be. Mm. And that's kind of an, a restless, unsettled feeling for me because once I have my big project, then kind of everything in my life makes sense. And I go to a new part of the library and I'm all excited. And But I don't have that feeling yet. And uh, I don't know whether I want to write a book that's kind of sort of along the lines of my last several books that has a lot of kind of thoughts and research about how to live a happier, better, more productive life. Or do I want to write something that's much more essayistic, that's just sort of like my deep thoughts, capital D, capital T, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of standing where the brook and river meet and waiting for the lightning bolt that's going to tell me which direction to go in. So I'm, I'm waiting for my vision. So mine was novel and oh my gosh, Gretch, I have just not at all followed through. My novel like crashed and burned and is like in the ashes. Yeah, but I would say on your side of things that maybe it was just unrealistic to think that you could do it while you have a full-time writing position. Yeah. And maybe what you need to do is think about how when you, because you do have, the, I mean, part of the, you have a challenging situation from a habit-forming perspective in that you have these massive transitions that you're dealing with at least once or twice a year with your job. And so it's hard to like fall into a pattern because it's very soon disrupted or like you find, and then you yes. had a son go to school. And so that was like, and, and you thought you were going to have this pocket of time, but then it, it turned out that it didn't really exist. So maybe you need to think about making better use of when you're in between projects and you're, and, and yeah, you're right. When I'm off, yeah. I'm on hiatus. That's when I really need to have a routine and get stuff done. Because it's just, when you have a full-time writing job, it's just hard to be doing that extra. You just don't have that time available. You know, you can't make yeah extra time if you're trying to get enough sleep and spend time with your family. I mean, there's just, there is a limit. Yeah. So that's my word for the year. I'll just have to use it now as novel, like new things. And I have had plenty of new things. So, yes. so I'll just cling to that. <laughs> and what, what about you? How's your vision? Do you have your vision? Uh, well, I had a vision in a way because I, I had been wanting to write this little kind of pamphlet about the four tendencies, which has now exploded into a giant tome I know. <laughs> about the four tendencies because the more I, I, I got into it, the bigger and bigger and bigger it got. And I sort of started no seeing these these giant patterns that somehow I, ha I just hadn't seen before. And so in a way, I, I had thought I would get kind of a new vision, but I guess what I got was a deeper vision. And, uh, and so I'm kind of trying to figure out how that's all going to play out. And then I have some little side projects, which I think... Um, are going to be fun. And, and, and the nice thing about little projects is sometimes they turn into something bigger. And so it's good to have these, these things. So uh, I feel like I'm doing an okay job with vision. I still don't feel like I have this overarching driving sense of where my life is going, but maybe that was unrealistic to think that I could have that. Well, I have to say only you would like set out to, you know, to write a little pamphlet and then accidentally write a whole book. <laughs> Uh, you know, just it just happened. I just wrote, ended up writing a I mean, big I mean, book. I looked down at the word count because I was going, and it's 100,000 words. I'm like, oh my gosh. Only how did, you. <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, well, 
Um, okay, well, we're gonna we're, maybe at the end of the year we'll check in and see what happened with our with how those one word themes went. It's a good it's a good try this at home. Uh, whether or not it exactly works out the way you want, it's it's thought provoking. Yeah, I'd love to hear how other people's one word yes. themes are going. If anyone feels or like phrase, many us people know. are like, but mine is a phrase. Yes, or a phrase. Yes, a phrase is fine too. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com Gretchen. All right, well, Gretchen, our listeners are so great about letting us know what works for them in the show and, you know, what they've been doing in their lives. So let's hear from some of them. First, we've got Jill from Asheville, North Carolina. Hey, ladies. Happy anniversary. And I'm calling in response to your wanting to know what we've changed, some habits we've done, and how that has impacted our lives. And I am an obliger, and I'm a mix of abstainer and moderator. But... What I got rid of a year ago was my television. And, Elizabeth, I'm right there with you. I love reality TV, but it was absolutely just I – couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. So part of the reason is we got rid of our TV one year ago. And since then, um, I have since pretty much not watched any more Housewives or HGTV and all that. But also I'm getting more sleep, which I know you guys talk a lot about. I'm getting more sleep. I go to bed at 9 o'clock at night. I get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm writing. I'm being more productive. So I have abstained from television, which I love, but um, it has helped me to make a bigger impact myself just through my writing and that kind of thing. So just want to pass that along. Love your podcast. Happy anniversary, and y'all have a great day. Bye. Well, this is great because she talks about first being an abstainer versus a moderator, that abstaining is working for her, which is something a lot of people have to abstain from is technology, Um, and also that she's an obliger. Uh, And so she was able to figure out using her abstainer nature and her obliger nature how she wants to go about doing this. Yeah, I mean, I am so impressed that she got (laughs) rid of her TV. I'm telling you right now, I will never do that. But I um, admire others who do because it sounds like it's really helping her. And I'll say if she wants um, if she wants to know what's up in the housewives world, she can always listen to podcasts. About it. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> That's a great solution. And then let's Jacqueline in New Jersey had an interesting story. Hi, this is Jacqueline in New Jersey. I actually use the power of the person you envy, and the person that I envy is in fact. Gretchen. Uh, I have always thought that academia was my path, and then I realized that the more that I listened to Happier, uh, the more overcome with envy I became. And so I actually sat down uh, with my journal, which is also something I picked up from the, uh, the Happier podcast is monitoring and all of that, um, 
and wrote down everything that I wanted to incorporate into my life. And it turned out that basically I want my life to look like yours. So I'm starting to take steps. I don't mean to be creepy about that. I'm starting to take steps to uh, adjust my career path to uh, better reflect what I would like, how I would like to be spending my time. Uh, I'm actually starting to write a book, uh, getting a website and possibly a podcast and a blog and all of these sorts of things up and running. Um, so wish me luck and thank you so much for the, the inspiration. Right, she envies you. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, no, and it's not creepy, as she says. Uh, no, it's fantastic, and I'm. it's great to hear that um, someone was able to use the uncomfortable emotion of envy uh, to figure out how they wanted to make changes in their life. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I've forgotten about that, and I, I think that's kind of a profound idea. Yeah, this was this idea of uh, know yourself better by asking whom do you envy, which we talked about in episode six. And so I know from my own experience how difficult it is to leave one path for another, and especially something like academia, like Jacqueline's doing, or like law, what I was doing, where it's very clear what you're supposed to be doing yeah. to do something that's more open-ended, like writing. And so um, so it's great to hear that uh, that she's embarking on that change, and I, I wish her all the best, because it's really exciting. Yeah. Good luck, Jacqueline. Um, and then, Gretch, we've got um, Danielle in North Carolina, who is a questioner. Hey, Gretchen and Elizabeth. Love the podcast, but thank you both. My biggest takeaway has been learning that I'm a questioner. It has been so valuable to me. Um, at work, I'm about 10 years younger than my colleagues, and it took my boss until my yearly performance review to tell me that in asking so many questions, it sounded like I was undermining authority. <laughs> um, I had no intention of sounding overly critical um, or anything. So needless to say, I now more clearly frame my questions as coming from a place of curiosity and a desire to more fully understand the why behind things. I think add the most value, but um, by knowing the four tendencies framework, I was really able to find a quick fix to the issue. So thank you. Now, th see, this is my fantasy about the four tendencies, is that when people know their tendencies, they can understand themselves better and they can understand other people better and so that people can work together more harmoniously and more effectively and with less kind of anger and resentment because we just understand each other's perspectives better. So I was so thrilled to hear about this. Um, and if people want to learn more about, we talk about the tendencies all the time, but if yes, you want to... do. <laughs> If you want to read about it more or take the quiz to find out what your tendency is, um, it's at happiercast.com slash quiz. But this, this is fantastic to hear that, uh, you know, when you understand how to present your ideas in a way so that others can be more receptive to them, then, then everybody just gets along better. So, Elizabeth, what do you, how about your before and after? What strikes you um, the most in your, in your experience? Well, you know what's interesting is... Actually, for me, I think the process of doing the uh, a gold star or demerit every week is sort of my before and after because I feel like before we started the podcast, I didn't think about gold stars or demerits. It was I was not you know I was just sort of going through life and not really contemplating these little moments. Yeah, and I think that now that I am constantly like if something great happens, someone says something great or does something, I'm like, ooh, that's a great gold star or 
if I'm going through life and I do something that makes me unhappy <laughs> or others unhappy, I'm like, ooh, that's a happiness demerit. And I kind of instantly notice it. So I think that's made a big difference in my behavior. It's like made me live in a, sort of, in a sort of more grateful state and I think hopefully correct my behavior more quickly. It's kind of a mindfulness exercise. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's made me more of the it's made me more mindful and that's always a good thing. Absolutely. Um so thanks to you for uh <laughs> for that because if it weren't for us doing this I wouldn't be living in my more mindful state. <laughs> Um, now how about you? What's, what's a before and after for you? So you have this high minded one that's all about, you know, <laughs> you know the mindfulness and, and, and gratitude and, and mine is about hard boiled eggs. Oh my God. <laughs> so in episode 34, uh, as you may recall, you talked about how you were eating hard boiled eggs more. Yes. And then we heard from a listener who's like, Oh, I use the Krups hard boiled egg maker and it makes it really easy to make hard boiled eggs. So I was like, that sounds good. So, um, I now make just giant heaps of hard-boiled eggs every day. <laughs> um, for Christmas, in my, for my Christmas stocking, mom got me one of those egg slicers, you know, the thing that is yes, the harp. Yes, And yes. I can't even tell you how many eggs I eat. And I love it. I mean, I have scrambled eggs, I have hard-boiled eggs. And it's easy. It's healthy. My children eat them. They're like, they're always in the fridge. I love them when they're warm. So sometimes I make them and then eat them warm. Um, and it's just this little thing that is, it's like, it's... It's just a, something that really has um, enhanced your yeah your daily life yeah. And if it, by the way, I feel like every time I talk to Dad on the <laughs> phone, he's using that Krups egg maker boiling. Oh, eggs. really? No, like, I have. He is equally obsessed <laughs> with it. <laughs> he's my best convert. <laughs> he is. I got you one too. Have you been using yours? I have not used it yet. Um, but I did read the instructions, oh. so I'm on my way. But, you know, it's funny because I said to mom, I was like, you know, maybe Alyssa just wants to buy her eggs already hard boiled, you know? And she's like, eh, or maybe she'd like the the thing. And I was like, yeah, well, I'll get her the thing for Christmas, but it's okay if you yeah, don't use no, it. No, I want to do it, you know, as with many things. it's it, My fantasy self makes seven <laughs> hard boiled eggs at once. We'll see if my real self follows through. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for sending in your stories. It's, um, I mean, this is why we do it, no. Gretch. No, the whole the whole point of the show is is it's to make people make things better than before, to have a before and after, to have ideas for like to the, get happier. <laughs> might I might I say? <laughs> yes, yes. How to be happier? Um, and so it's just thrilling to and fascinating um, to to hear how people have taken these ideas and run with them and, and what the effect has been in their own life. So it's just, I mean, and, and we got so many great ones. I mean, we, we, we talked about some here, but there are so many more and we read all of them and talk about them amongst ourselves. And uh, it, it's so fantastic to hear from listeners about, uh, about what works for them. So Gretch, shall we talk about some of our favorite moments from the last year? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can't have any, an anniversary show without the favorite, the top, you know, top moments. Um, what are your, what are some of your top moments? Um, well, I have to say one that I just got such a kick out of, and it's all about me, so forgive me, is um, <laughs> the woman who sent in the detailed analysis of my voice when oh. I was sort of um, saying that, you know, people were complaining about my voice. And she said, here's what your voice, the qualities of your voice, and, you know, here's how it could change, and let me know if you want me to help you. And I don't know, I just got such a kick out of it, and I appreciated uh, her offer of help, so... 
That was one of my favorites. Well, and she was so knowledgeable. I mean, she had those incredible credentials. And yeah, it, and, well, I think she had she a was... master's, yeah, <laughs> in voice. Gretch, what about you? What's, do you have a moment that sticks out? Oh, I mean, I definitely have a favorite episode. Uh, the entire episode where we went and cleaned your closet, when, it was, oh, when we recorded it yes. live from your closet in Encino. Um, that was our first very special episode, too. Yeah, and you know what my, my favorite moment of that episode was? The uh, the montage Henry <laughs> did um, about my shoes. I think it was all the shoes that I wouldn't uh, part with. Um, one of my other favorite moments, of course, was having Eliza on. Well, that was another very special episode yeah. where we interviewed Eliza. And I just, I felt like I got a totally different perspective on her. Um, and it was just really interesting to hear. And then the really great thing that came out of it was that she asked listeners for advice that they would give to themselves when they were 16. Um, and we got just incredible advice and it just poured in. Yeah, no, and she's still getting responses to it. And I think it's been really helpful to her. And we inspired her to start her own podcast, Eliza starting at 16, which I must uh, recommend because I think she's just so great. I love hearing her point of view. I know I'm her mother. So what can I say? I think it's yeah. <laughs> By the way, Gretchen, when I was I was ruminating about my favorite moments um, and uh, you and I were, I think, talking about Barnaby. And I just have to add that I must talk about Blackjack, our cat, because Jack heard me mention <laughs> Barnaby and he came running over and he said, you can't talk about Barnaby on the podcast unless you talk about Blackjack because I don't want him to feel left out. So. Yeah. Uh, here's my shout out to our cat, Blackjack. <laughs> yes, Jack could not have been more adamant about that. It was like yeah. the FCC equal time rules. He's like, you yes. know what? If one candidate gets a mention, the other candidate's got to get equal time. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so hey, Blackjack. Hey, Blackjack. So, Henry, what's your? Do, what are? Do you have a favorite moment? I do, guys. I brought two, one of each of you, because I don't know if I've ever told you this, but me and Laura, who's my our managing producer, um have the slang we use, classic Gretch and classic Liz, when we hear moments. <laughs> oh. And I'm really trying to get these hashtags trending. So like when we hear like a classic <laughs> Gretch moment and a classic Liz moment, you can... Oh, I'm kind of terrified to hear this, Elizabeth. <laughs> um, so I'm going to play, they, they come from a place of love. I hope you guys like them. Here, here's, I'll start with my classic, classic Liz moment here. Oh, I think this is a great idea. It's something I could really use because I have, I mean, I have so many of those tasks that, that I don't even think of them as tasks. I just think of them as things that will never happen. Like are the light bulb in our bathroom. I mean, it's been out probably two and a half years. I mean, it just wouldn't even occur to me to, to do it, you know? And I think, yeah. um, that was the first time I noticed what a classic Liz moment was. Right, We're like, funny. You said like it would never occur to you to change a light bulb. <laughs> I think it's a perfect example of like what you add to the show, which is like you're willing to to like talk about your flaws. I mean, you live in Hollywood, like the most glamorous town ever, but the show would not be relatable if you were not able to throw these like perfect examples out. Uh. And and I think it's hilarious. I also realized I had a light bulb out when you said that. Like, and I think oh, that adds a lot funny. of value to the show. So classic. Well, Liz. thanks, Henry. I have luckily I have plenty of those moments <laughs> to uh, share with the world. <laughs> Okay, so here's my classic Gretsch moment. Oh my gosh, what is it? In his old job, my husband would often bring home papers in these 
sleeve, these kind of envelope sleeves. And so let me describe to you what this is. It's two pieces of clear plastic, letter-sized plastic, that are sealed on two sides. And so it's open on two sides, so you can slip papers in. It has a little notch for your thumb, so you can easily pull out the papers. And he would just throw these away because he'd bring them home constantly. And of course, I'm such an underbuyer that I would like pluck them out of the trash and put them in a pile in my office. But few things, I, I do love office supplies, as you know. Uh, yes, it's one of the do. things. It's one of the few things I really love to buy is office supplies. And this is like the office supply that I love more than anything because, because I and, and I don't know if other people have like. Okay, I'm gonna cut it off there. Oh my gosh, I sound like the most <laughs> trivial-minded person in the universe. And the sad thing it is absolutely <laughs> true that. I, I love the detailed description of the plastic sleeve. That is, you really brought it to life. It was very vivid description. This is when I first learned that Gretchen loves office supplies, which is like a classic Gretchen trait to have. But also, like, she has so much joy. And so this is another thing that I think makes the show special is, like, what other show would talk about how much they love a plastic sheet? (laughs) Gretchen's all Here I am in the studio waving my plastic sheet in front of Henry because I have a special plastic sheet that is dedicated to podcast paper. Of course you do. Oh, my gosh. Like, it combines so many things. It's, like, (laughs) it solves a really specific problem, which is great. And it goes on something so specific. Like no issue is too small for this show to discuss, which I think is great. And also it's like genuine enthusiasm. Like you're so pumped about it. That's awesome. So that's a classic Gretsch moment. And uh, guys, please get those hashtags trending. I want to see okay, more people yes. that tag you in those. I love that you call us Liz and Gretsch too. That's because like, because yeah. I... He's family. Yeah, yeah. Alyssa, you and Alyssa, they're the only people who call me Gretsch regularly. Well, and Jamie too. There you go. Well, happy anniversary, guys. Oh, thank you. Well, happy anniversary anniversary. to you. Oh, my gosh. I am, like, wiping the tears from my eyes. Seriously. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, you are up with a happiness demerit or your anniversary demerit. My anniversary demerit. Um, So this has to really, this relates to a project that I'm doing with a friend of mine. I have a friend uh, who is super creative. Like she's the kind of person who can make her own clothes and she has a whole like closet that's full of arts and crafts supplies. She's super imaginative. And several years back, we did this amazing uh, thing together. We created this book using photographs of our children and this kind of uh, elaborate 
skeleton of a story that we called Four to Llewellyn's Edge. And I and in the show notes, I'll put a link to a post where I write about Four to Llewellyn's Edge and what that whole thing was. Anyway, it was this amazing project. We had so much fun with yeah, it. Yeah, I love that book you made. Yeah, it's so cre- cool. It's so cool. It was inspired by um, by uh, J.M. Barry, uh, which is why it's called Llewellyn's Edge. And anyway, it's, it was amazing. So, but, but when we did that, our youngest children, Eleanor and her youngest daughter, were too little to really participate because they were, they, they were sort of on the edge of things, but they were too little. So we wanted to do another one that just featured these two girls. Um, and it's called The Report to the Committee on Exploration is the name of this project. And we got like halfway through. Then it was Thanksgiving and we have done nothing since. And it's, re- ah. it's really on me to say, like, we need to meet. We need to get back into back into the groove. We need to make a schedule. We need to, like, go through the pictures we've already taken and t- take them out. And I just weekend after weekend, I just postpone it. And, 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 and I know that once we got in, it's one of those things that once you're in it, it's not as hard. But getting but if you stop, it's really hard to get back into it. So we shouldn't have mm-hmm. allowed ourselves to stop, even for the holidays. We should have tried to somehow keep it going. Um, but I really don't want this to stall out. Um, so I need to just commit to it. But it seems like every weekend there's something like, Jamie yeah. had back surgery, or I'm out of town, or, you know, some, it's, a, it's Eleanor's birthday party, whatever. But I'm like, I just, I need to just say there is no excuse. It has to happen because I really want this project. I, I love our other projects so much. It's definitely one of the highlights of my life as a mother and my life as a writer. It's, it's, I, I'm so proud of it. Well, let me just say, Gretch, yeah. put it on the schedule, strategy of scheduling. Okay. You know, why just did I not think of that? Get it on the schedule. Yes. I, I should, even if it has to be three weeks from now, I should just say, yes, I should just, just email get it her. on the schedule and then it'll be there yes. and then something else won't. Yeah. pop up in its place because it'll already be there 100 percent. i'm just writing myself a note right now i'm gonna do that that is the answer okay. okay so you you get a gold star for that absolutely i mean that's such an obvious solution that is the answer i will do that the minute i uh i have my calendar in front of me because i do I'm have my learning from you so yeah. now i can give you your own <laughs> advice that's right good now you're gonna be my <laughs> happiness bully um yeah, exactly so you what you get a gold star but and who are you giving a gold star to I want to give a gold star to Adam's parents, my in-laws, Bill and Ramona, uh, because they're, first of all, they're great people. But um, in this case, the gold star is for the fact that they live, they live close, but not that close. So it's kind of a hassle to get to us. It's like, you know, 45 minutes, let's say. Um, But they're the kind of people where Adam and I sort of suddenly had to do something like all day on Saturday and we didn't have a babysitter and it's like Adam called them and he's like you know can you just can you come over here at 8 a.m on Saturday (laughs) and stay with Jack the entire day and they both were sick and they didn't like they just didn't hesitate they're like of course we'll be there they showed up right on time happy to be there and it's like they always come through like when you need something they're always there which our parents obviously would be also, but they're just not in Kansas City. I mean, right. they're in Kansas City. So yeah. just like they can't come over and babysit all day. Um, and it's just so comforting and reassuring to know that we kind of have that backup. Um, and of course, it's always great for Jack to see them. And they, I mean, they would do anything for us. So it's just a uh, gold star to them for like showing up and being enthusiastic and never making us feel like we're putting them out, even if we are. Um, you know, it's just, it's nice to have that kind of support system. Because, you know, and I think you make an important distinction because it's not just doing it. It's like doing it kind of unquestioningly and automatically. So you just, you just have that comfort that like, 
I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to have like, it doesn't have to be a big drama. It's like if, I, if, if, it's, if I'm at a place where I need to ask for that help, I know that I can get it sort of without a lot of... And they want to do it. Yes. They, you know, it's just that... And yes. So it's like you don't, they don't make you feel like, oh, well, here we are. And you have to like... Yeah. Rolling their eyes. Feel guilty about it. They, they couldn't be more generous with their, with their time. Oh, that's so nice. Gold star. So gold star. Excellent. And that is it for this special one-year anniversary of Happier. Pick from our medley of Try This at Home possibilities. Which one did you try? Which one have you tried? Um, we love to hear about people's experiences with Try This at Home. So let us hear from you. Thank you to Andy Bowers for suggesting that Gretchen do a podcast and then letting me do it with her. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Thank you to Laura Mayer for being there from the beginning. Yay, Laura. And, Yay, of Laura. course, huge thank you to Henry Malofsky for everything he does to make the show great. And we love to see people taking photos yes, of him really. at a live show. <laughs> that was very yes, gratifying. Like, um, yeah, and we love that Henry takes out all of our likes and ums and wells. Like, yeah, yes, for the live show, that yes. was great to hear thank the outtakes. You, yes. <laughs> and of course, Scratch, biggest thanks goes to our listeners. It's been such a great year. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, you know, making this work. Yeah. No, and, and for listening and also for calling in, writing in, because part of what makes this show so fun for us is this sense of engagement and, like, constantly learning and, and hearing from people about all these great strategies they've come up with, all these things that they're doing on... Um, it's just it's been it's been better than I could possibly have dreamed. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Now, and in honor of our anniversary, uh, it would be great. We're going to ask something of you listeners. Please rate or review us on iTunes. That really helps us a lot. It really helps new listeners to find the show. Um, and so if you take a minute and do that, that is, that is a really big thing that helps us. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. This podcast is part of the Panoply Network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply.